and I want to hang out with you as much as possible, but I cannot stand your wife. You know the type of person that seems like they know almost everything about everything? Well, to me, that person is Michael Sellenberg. Michael and I met at church, and he's made a huge impact on my life, just the way that he has kept me sane, the way that he pours into my life, and the way that he just shows me the true love and grace of God. Michael is a two-wing three on the Enneagram. He is an INFP on the Myers-Briggs test. He's an incredible worship leader, and he's even better at playing Magic the Gathering. Here is my conversation with Michael Sellenberg. Well, that's the thing. It's like education is key always, right? So yeah. it's always about like, what is it even about? What's actually happening here? Yeah. You know, Magic the Gathering, when you hear Magic the Gathering, you're thinking of, you know, you just hear magic. And if you're uh, a parent of a child who is, you know, playing this game and you're, and especially if you're fairly new to, you know, very new to to your faith in general, you're trying to protect at all costs and, and trying to remove these things from your life to, to try and you know, build your faith and, and help your children build their faith, you know? So I get it, but like, it was just, and as a child, I was like, this is stupid. My parents are dumb. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I thought, I thought the worst and, um, and, uh, but like, I get it. And if, and like I said, education is key. And so if you know what it's about and especially like my, the best thing, the funniest thing to me is like Pokemon. Oh, I don't that's understand. The funniest I don't thing understand yeah. how that one. I really don't understand because they're. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, like they're little cute cartoon characters. Yeah, and there's nothing bad going on except for like they battle with each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I guess fighting, violence, whatever. But it's just funny, bro. There's so. freaking violence in Bible Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so explain that one, parents. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's right. Bible Man one, parent zero. Yeah. Um, the. Um, the yeah, Bible man. I always I always bring up the when people talk about like um, you know Harry Potter or yeah um, or things like Magic the Gathering or anything like that, and they're like witchcraft, witchcraft. I'm like okay, but like and I and I and I understand I understand the counter argument, but my argument is always but like Narnia, yeah, Lord of the Rings, yeah. I'm like okay, yeah, but yeah, but they're you know they're Christian messages. I understand that. I get that counter argument, and I understand where you're coming from when you say that. But still, like you're only you're only <laughs> your only uh, argument is like the witchcraft thing, and I'm like, but like both have both of those things. Yes. So I'm like, both both of those things have the witchcraft in embedded in there, and so I'm like, you've got we've got to find we've got to find a different a different argument here. I want to see but you go. I on, get it. I want to see you go on TikTok live saying, "Debate me if <laughs> Christians should be able to watch Narnia and Harry Potter." And yeah, Harry yeah. Potter, yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? And then people are going to come on and fight you and debate right. you. And yeah, stuff. exactly. That's right. Yeah. Up on the table. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have like, it on a piece of paper yeah. to sign. Yeah. What is it? What's the um, What's the meme? Uh, change my mind. Change yeah. my mind. Yeah. 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 Harry Potter and Narnia are the same thing. Change yeah, my change mind. My mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christian parents change my mind. Yeah. I think that'd be a fruitful topic. I think. That's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> Honestly, though, I would like to see, I don't know. I mean, I know that we've kind of had a discussion last night where you can't really change anybody's mind by arguing with them, mm-hmm. but yeah. just to have somebody to be a little bit more yeah. open-minded to something like that. Well, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's so important to understand that like, it's not, 
it's not arguing, right? Like, yeah. In those moments, and, and like, yeah, <laughs> we can push the envelope and we can make it an argument. It's really easy to do that. And yeah. like, if our if our hearts in in that place, then it's going to be an argument. Yeah. And no, you're not going to change people's minds when you argue with them. But like, healthy debates are exactly that. They're healthy. Right? Yeah. And and discussing those things become fruitful very easily. Yeah. Um, it just depends on where your heart is, where your mindset is, and it has to be both. Like. Both parties have to come in, into this with the with the mindset of wanting to learn or wanting to grow. And if you don't, if one party or both one or both mm-hmm. parties enter that conversation without the without the um, you know without that mindset of wanting to be able to learn, mm. if you don't want to learn, you're not going to learn. Yeah, and you're just going to argue, and that's all you're going to do. And so it'll, it'll only be an argument if you come to argue. Yeah, it always has to be rooted in love yeah. and your approach in it as well. Yeah. And the book, Grace in the Gray, which is by Mike Donahue, I freaking mm. love that book. It really taught me how to, you want to speak in a way where people are leaning in to want to hear what you're saying. Because if you're shouting the whole time, they're going to back up. They're going to not really want to be a part of it. Mm. And at the end of the day, nobody wants to feel dumb as right, well, right. you know. So right. it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So you're talking about people that leave the church but still claim Jesus. So tell me a little bit your heart on that. Yeah, so um so I I com- I completely get church hurt and I get that um you know people walk away from um walk away from churches that that have caused them harm that have you know become toxic that have taught them things that they should, you know, and, they, and, and they're, or, or maybe not even, not even direct hurt, but like things that, where they realize that the, the place that they've been going to, that they have been, um, a part of this congregation, um, that the teachings have just been off or something, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And they've realized that these things are not lining up with scripture and they walk away. Um, most of the time it's, it's something that has to do with, with hurt, you know, something that somebody did or said, or they've realized that, that, that it's been a very toxic environment and they've walked away from the church. And most of the time, um, or, and, and when, when, the, I'm sorry, when that happens, you have people who, um, you know, walk away and they go to, they find a different, healthier environment. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people who have just up and left the church altogether and have, um, and that's, you know, that's that, that's that conversation of deconstruction mm-hmm. and they've just walked away from, um, uh, walked away from their faith entirely. Um, but there's also people who, there's also the people who still claim uh, Jesus and they still, you know, they, they, they'll tell you up and down, left and right, that they love Jesus, um, that they still have a good relationship with Christ. And that's amazing. Um, but they just don't, they won't be a part of the church mm. because of one reason or another, something that happened. And I understand, like, I wouldn't want to be a part of something like that either. That would, that would, that would definitely, you know, make me rethink things and, and maybe not want to be a part of a community like that as well. Um, but the biggest thing um, there is, is remembering that the church isn't just a thing. Hmm. It's not just something, it's not really an option, right? So like the church Overall, the body of Christ is the church, but the church is also known as something else, right? Mm-hmm. The, the church is known as the bride of Christ, and that's where it becomes super important to understand because the bride of Christ, you cannot have a relationship with the groom mm. and not have a relationship with the bride. Dang. So like 
and Jessica, we, we were just talking about this earlier, and she, you know, what she says, and she, she told me, she said she'll say it forever and ever. Um, you, if somebody came up to you and said, man, I love you and I love being around you and I will always be, um, you know, a, a, your friend. I will always be here for you and, and, and I want to hang out with you as much as possible, but I cannot stand your wife. Mm, yeah. You know, I don't want anything to do with her. Yeah. I, I, I despise whatever it is. That's not okay. That you wouldn't take that, right? Mm. You'd be like, mm, bro, we're a package deal. Yeah. You know, like I, it's yeah. it's me and her, or mm. it's neither of us. Yeah, you know, and so, and then that's the same thing when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to the bride, when it comes to the church, because you can't have a relationship with Jesus while completely setting aside the bride, mm. right? And and I get it, like, and that's not an excuse. That 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 is never, ever, ever an excuse for you not to stand up for yourself when things are toxic, when things are harmful. Um, it's not an excuse for the church to be that way. Um, you can absolutely stand up for, walk away from congregations, walk away from leaders, um, even take time away from the church uh, to be able to find something that's healthy. Um, but walking away entirely from the bride of Christ is just not an option mm. biblically, yeah. you know? Um, and something else that, um, that we were talking about earlier and Jessica mentioned was, you know, the, 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 the church doesn't necessarily mean like going to a Sunday morning gathering church. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's, that you have to be a part of a, you know, a, a a church where you go on Sunday morning and they have a worship service and, you know, tithe and offerings and sermon and whatever it may be, Sunday school, whatever, whatever that structure looks like. It, that's not what it means. It means being a part of the church, right? Mm. And so being a part of the church means being a part of a fellowship of some sort because we are not an island. We cannot be an island and survive. Yeah. Um, we cannot stand on our own and expect to, to survive um, without the rest of the, the body, mm. um, an arm by itself is useless. You know, yeah. you have to have every piece of the body in order to function. Yeah. Um, or generally, um, I'm don't want to sound ableist now, but anyway, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but you get what I'm saying, you know, yeah. it's, you've got to have, you've got to have th the entire body of Christ or you don't have anything functional. Mm. Um, and so, so those that, you know, we, I, I know people that have walked entirely away from the church. I know that people have, um, one thing happened or another and, and people have up and left, but they still claim to have a relationship with Jesus. And that's great. Like keep your relationship with Jesus. Um, but also find, also find yourself a fellowship. Yeah. Find something um, whether it be a home, you know, a house church that meets on Tuesday nights, whether it be a, um, you know, some small gathering of people that get together on uh, on Friday afternoons that you're available to go to and they meet and they just get together for a Bible study, something like that. Like that's the body where, you, where you're able to get together and build each other up, worship together in some form um, because – we can't, we just can't do it on our own. Mm. And if you, I mean, if, if COVID taught us anything, it's that, yeah. right? We know that. Yeah. We absolutely. know what that feels like because we, there was, there was that section of time where, you know, in 2020, where we just weren't going to church, mm. you know, we weren't making it to church, at least the majority of us, you know? Um, 
And, you know, Jess and I would, we were leading worship from home. We were pre-recording and then sending that video in, and then that would get all patched together. They would do uh, worship, and then um, Pastor Jeremy would would pre-record his sermons, and then they would post all that on a Sunday morning, right? Mm-hmm. Not personal, not personable. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's not the same yeah. at all. Um, you can't. You don't have that connection. Yeah. You don't have that person-to-person connection um, in those situations, and we felt it. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was tough. There were some very tough moments, um, and so, you know, walking away from the bride while still chasing after the groom just doesn't make sense. So, for people listening at home, explain that metaphor a little bit more in detail, if you will, like. So the groom is Christ and then the bride is the church, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so in, you know, in scripture, the church is known as the bride of Christ. Um, and you can't, like, like I said earlier, you can't have one without the other in a relationship, right? Yeah. So like, I can't be, there's, there's no chance ever that I could come to you and say that like, Alec, I want to hang out with you, but I don't want to hang out with Tony. I don't yeah. like Tony. Mm. You would just be like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? It's not going to happen. And, um, and the same way, this, the same thing is, is true of, of, of Jesus, of Christ, because we, we want to be in relationship with him and learn to be more like him. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, we also have to, it, it's a package deal. We also have to take, um, part in the bride. Yeah. We have to be a part of the bride. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way for us to, to effectively grow spiritually um, by ourselves because we are limited by our own spiritual maturity. Yeah. We are, we are limited by what we know spiritually, you know? Um, And yes, you can go on YouTube, you can go on um, Facebook, you can go wherever, TikTok, you can watch whoever you want to and and then to, to teach you things for you to learn things, but you don't have that personal connection. You don't have a way to ask you know, ask questions regularly. You don't have a mentor. You don't yeah. have um, a group of people. You, you wouldn't have, you don't have a life group. Mm. Um, and, and I would argue that like a life group, even just a life group in it, on it, on its own is the body of Christ. Yeah. I think that, and the, the, the bride and, and, and subsequent, you know, subsequently the, the, um, the bride of Christ. And so I think that even just a small group like that, is sufficient yeah. and it doesn't have to be a big church gathering. Um, but being a part of something other than, you know, greater than yourself, being a part of, of, of something that's more than just you, uh, and your wife in a room, you know, mm. reading your Bible, yeah. those things are great. Those are, those are very important things to do. Those are very important, um, um, disciplines to have, but to forsake the rest of the body because of, um, the pain from one specific uh, group of people, mm. um, <clears throat> I think, can be more damaging than it can be uh, healing. Mm. Um, there is great healing that comes when you and 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 you're gonna. I mean, like people are gonna get hurt, and that's that's the things we have to remember. Is you're always, you're never not susceptible to be hurt. Yeah. Um, people are human, and they cause damage. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, and and Jesus was Jesus was one who opened him up himself up to be hurt yeah. very badly, mm. um, and he knew that was going to happen. He knew that would be the case, and he did it anyway because we we have to, you know, because he because he loved us enough to be able to do that, and we have to remember that. We have to remember that. Sometimes in life, it's it's gonna hurt. I mean, it's just like everything else in life. It's something's gonna it's it's gonna hurt. You can't protect yourself one hundred percent. Yeah. And but the the um, the biggest thing is remembering how to um, react to those situations. It's not to just walk away from them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is in those certain situations. You walk away from that you know congregation or that gathering, but um, to walk away entirely from the from the body because this group of people hurt you is just it's so dangerous. Yeah. You know. Uh, so. That's an interesting thing to me because I think that there are a lot of toxic churches out there nowadays, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get too deep into what you should look for to leave a church. Um, if anybody's listening, actually, you should check out this book called Bully Pulpit. My friend told me about it. So yeah, go check out that book, Bully Pulpit, if that's something you're trying to figure out, if you're in a healthy church or not. But one thing I do want to touch on is something that's changed my mind a lot is a book that our church gives away you'll have to remind me on it it's something like i should i can i will something like that can one of you guys is that what it is? it's some combination of those words <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like i i should i might i can i will yeah something like that yeah i should i might i can i will something along those lines i'll link it in the description if i could find it but it talks about how we should find a church that we could serve in. Like, what can I do for the church, not what can the church do for me? Right. So somebody like you who serves fervently in the church, I think it's awesome. So I want to hear what you think is the best way to look for a church to serve in or have that mindset of what mm-hmm. can I do for the church. Right. Yeah, so um, I think that... I think that um you know when you when you go into a church and, and you're looking at at the things that, that are offered there, I think that if you if you go into a church and say you have like a um you have a background or a, and a passion for like graphic design. Um if you walk mm-hmm. into a church um who is using transparent slides, it's probably not gonna be the place for you to use those yeah, you know, those those um abilities, those, uh, those passions. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is, maybe it's something where you walk into that church and you're like, Hey, <clears throat> you know, I'm passionate about this thing. Why don't we take a step in this direction? You know, can I, can I serve and can I help you guys move in this direction? Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's two different, uh, I think there's two different mindsets there that you can go with. Um, and it really just depends on what you, what you have to offer. Yeah. Um, and uh, and on the other side of that is is you know walking into a church and um, if I if I walk into a church and I see that there's um, you know like I'm a tech guy so if I walk into a church and I see that there's a um, the tech team is is kind of they've they've got a lot of they've got a lot of great things but not a lot of people to do those things yeah um, I walk in and I say hey I'm I'm good with this stuff I you know I can. I can help. I I want to help. I want to be a part mm-hmm. of um, you know doing this. And I and and you you understand that that you can give 
to that church that you can serve that church by filling those spots. Yeah. Um, you know, using those passions, those proficiencies, those things that you're mm-hmm. good at or that you love to do. You know, one thing that Pastor Jeremy, you know, always talks about is, you know, uh, pain, passion, proficiency, right? Yeah. So, you know, pain, what are the things, what are the things that you, that you see and, and that, that break your heart? Uh, what are the things, you know, your passions, the things that you're, that you love to do and then your proficiencies, what are the things you're good at? And all three of those things are so key. Um, yeah. When, when trying to find a congregation, a, a, a church that has, uh, that, that has something for you to be able to serve in, you know, um, somebody like me, um, if I were to walk into a church and they were like, Hey, um, we think you'd be great in children's ministry. I would laugh and leave. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not going to happen. I am, that is not my passion. And it's not my proficiency. Um, it is a great pain. And, um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I just, I don't have, I yeah. am not, a, you know, children's ministry is not for me. Um, I would just be, it would just be wasted on me. You know, yeah. that would not be a good fit. And, you know, if, if for some reason they were just like in like desperation mode, they needed somebody to serve that Sunday, I, I could fill in for a spot if I absolutely needed to for yeah. a thing like that. But like, it's not something that I'm going to be serving on a regular basis. And so um, walking into a church, looking for a place that you can serve, um, the biggest things is just trying to find first of all, understanding what your passions and proficiencies are. Yeah. If you know those things and you know what you're good at and what you love to do and you go to a church and you try and find those things to be able to, to find a space that you can serve. Um, just looking for those things, asking questions because they may not be apparent yeah. right up front. Um, you know, having a conversation with, with the pastor or the admin team or somebody um, and just saying, hey, you know, this is something that I love to do. Um, is there room for me? Yeah. Is there something that I can help serve in this area? Absolutely. Or um, looking at, uh, or looking at a specific area of the church and saying, "Hey, I see that this is, you know, that that there's, um, that there's something, you know, that this thing is happening over here. This is a, um, a ministry that you guys have here. Um, I feel like it would. I feel like that ties really well with something that I love to do. Maybe we can partner on that, and we can, um, you know, take it to another, you know, take another step forward in that." Yeah. Hmm. Something like that. Yeah, that's super good. And what do you feel like the fruit is in your life that you've seen from following out your pains, passions, and proficiencies? Because as a worship leader, one of your proficiencies is, I mean, you're a great singer, you know, and I'm sure that you're passionate about it too. And yeah, so if you can just explain a little bit, finding that and the fruit that you feel like it has been produced from it. Yeah. Um, I... um. I think that, you know, finding, finding a place to, because I love to worship and I love to, um, I, you know, I, I went to school for music and I, and, um, you know, I've been vocally trained and, and I love to be able to sing. Um, and I especially love, you know, singing with my wife and I, I'm so glad that I get, I'm so, um, blessed to be able to do that. And I love that I'm able to do that. Um, and, being able to serve in that capacity um, where I get to just show up and not only do I get to sing and, and per, you know, and I'm going to say perform, but um, I mean, it is a performance, you know, of some sort. And um, I get to sing and I get to play guitar or, or whatever. And um, 
I get to do that with my wife and I get to also worship God at the same time. Mm. Um, and so something that I love to do, taking that thing that I love to do, being able to use that to glorify God. Um, <clears throat> and it's just, it, it's so great because, you know, if I'm in, if I'm just in the service and I'm just worshiping, it's, it's still, I mean, I'm, I'm just there worshiping and I'm singing out loud and, and all of that, but like being able to use my gift, the thing that God has given me as a natural gift, um, to be able to lead people into the presence of God, um, is an entirely different thing. Like me sitting in, in a, in a seat standing, you know, standing at my chair and worshiping is entirely different from me leading those into worship, leading the mm -hmm. people on the opposite end. Yeah. Um, and it's so important to, it's so important to remember that that's like, that's the key focus of any ministry is leading people closer to Jesus. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I going back for just a second to, um, talking about finding something to, to serve the church, you know, finding a place to serve in the church. Um, the biggest, the number one focus above everything else is to, is to say to yourself, how can I glorify God here? Mm, yeah. How can I use the things that I have, the knowledge that I have, the things that I like to do, know how to do to glorify God? And so um, being able to, you know, being able to worship on on a stage, um, to sing, to lead people to worship, to guide people into that space, you know, it's, it's never – it's never a space for me to get up there and say, look at what I can do. It's, it's a space for me to say, look at who God is. Mm, and that's powerful. And, you know, and, and in those moments, you know, we're seeing together. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that, that I'm a hundred percent, you know, that I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm perfect by any means um, in, you know, in those moments where I'm like, I want to kind of, sometimes it's like, I'm, <laughs> I want to sing out loud and I want to show off the things that I can do, but that's because God gave me those gifts, you know, yeah. and I love to be able to do that. And it's not really for, it's not for people, it's for me and it's for God. And, um, and it's, it's just so powerful. It's so, so good to be able to use those things to, um, to find a way to bring people closer to Jesus, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have questions about Christianity, faith, the church? Well, whatever your questions might be, don't be afraid to ask us those questions. On The Road to Reconstruction, Instagram, and Facebook, feel free to message us at any time, letting us know what your questions are. And if it's something that I feel like we should even talk about, I might even bring it up on the next podcast. Also, for exclusive content, don't forget to join our Patreon for as low as $5 a month. With extended interviews and early access, you could find all of that right now at patreon.com slash the road to reconstruction podcast. Thank you so much. And back to the podcast. I think one really cool thing too that I could share is that this podcast even is a way that I found my pains, passions, and proficiencies. Mm -hmm. I found that I was proficient in talking to people, being intentional, not to be cocky about it, but just knowing that those are the things that people have expressed to me that they feel like those are my talents. Mm -hmm. So that's something I'm proficient in, something that pained me was just the way that we talk to non-believers mm -hmm. and how we've let those people go astray and be like, yeah, who needs them anyway? Mm -hmm. And then the other, uh, what is it, pain's passion? Profi Proficiency. Um, or pain, passion. Passion. Yeah, I think passion is just 
sharing the gospel in a way that I could do it with my talents as well. And also being, you know, having the proficiency in audio, media, video, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like putting all those things together and just seeing the fruit from that has been a really cool thing in my life. So I think that those are the three keys that everybody should be looking for, because when you put those into play, you are going to start to see the fruit in your life from that and God really work and move in some awesome ways. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I, I, you know, just to kind of brag on you a little bit is um, you're talking about, you know, your pains and your your passions, proficiencies. Uh, I mean, you're absolutely proficient. This is, I mean, you, you uh, have been, you know, you've been working your way in, in making a name for yourself in producing and, and um, this is just kind of one of the parts of producing, right? So yeah, yeah obviously producing music and producing a podcast are two very different animals, but yeah. it's still, it's still very much the same thing. And, um, you know, you've, you have, you have absolutely shown yourself to be proficient in that. And so, um, Thanks, and, and I know I can, you know, we can see that it's your passion. Um, we can see the passion in that. We know how much you love to do it mm-hmm. and it's not for yourself. It's, it's to be able to, you know, to be able to give to those that uh, are doing, you know, the, the bands that you work with, it's so that you can create something for them. Mm. Um, and uh, and I, I love that about you. I love I love how I love how much you love it. Thanks, um, man. So I just want to say that. So yeah, I appreciate it. Mm. It's so funny too because we always God always uses it to reach the people that we less likely or think to be reached Mm -hmm. or like the last people would think of because for example when the first podcast came out there was a it's a friend of my dad's who really offended me one time and i was like screw that guy like who needs him and then when i released the trailer he's like yeah you know i was talking to my friend and he said that that really got to him Mm -hmm. and that was something he's been struggling with and i was like dang it dude like what are you doing that moment like but you know of course god uses it <laughs> yeah, and of course. that's when it's like all right time to put all the offense aside mm-hmm. time to put the ego away mm-hmm. anything else and just be like yeah this is yeah. what it's all about yeah. so yeah it's cool and then i feel like <clears throat> right now as we're talking about being right now as we're talking about serving in the church being the body of christ is a huge part of that and you were kind of touching on that a little bit, talking about um, being the body of Christ to those that aren't in the body, you know, share a little bit about that as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, actually, um, it's a great, that's a great point. And I didn't think about that till just now as well. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, if you remove yourself from the body of Christ, from being a part of that, uh, of, of that bride, um, you don't have that space to truly serve. Mm. Um, I mean, you can serve people, you can serve in your community, you can do those things. And that's, that's great. Um, and I hope that people who have, you know, walked away from the church, um, are still serving in some capacity somewhere. Um, but being able to serve the body because we are meant, you know, the reason that we are in community is to build each other up. Yeah. The reason that the bride, the reason that the body of Christ exists is so that we can strengthen each other. So we can <clears throat> rally around each other and stand behind each other. Um, you know, have each other's backs, whatever it is. If, you know, if there's somebody that's struggling with something, we can be there to, to rally around them, to help build them up and, and help them through a situation. Um, whether it be financially, spiritually, mentally, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, physically, you know, physical health, so any anything along that, um, we're able to stand behind each other and and walk through those things with each other, you know, um, so that way we are not alone. So that way we don't stand. There's not a single. There's not a single thing that one person is going through that there's not another person who hasn't already gone through that, mm, you know. Yeah. And, and maybe it's not necessarily right in in that specific group of people that you're in. Yeah. But the body of Christ exists as a whole so that way you can strengthen each other. We can be with each other. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you're, if we're struggling with something, we can, it's, it's, it's so good to be able to get together with other people mm-hmm. and maybe they haven't gone through the same thing, but they have dealt with life the same. They have dealt with situations. They have been in, you know, they've been hurt. They've been, um, mentally, um, affected by something, um, whatever it may be. And it may not be the exact same thing, but it's still like-minded people, still somebody who is able to stand with you. Maybe they don't have any clue what you're going through, but you're still a person there to be able, um, to rely on. Mm -hmm. And so having, having that community and, and I get it. Like we all have communities even outside of the church. There's plenty of people. I mean, I've, I, we've all seen it, you know, people who don't have people who aren't in the church, <clears throat> they they still have their communities as well, and that's great, and that's fine, and they're able to lean on each other as well. But that's what the body of Christ is is there for is for us to be together, to build each other up and to worship God. Mm, yeah. And so, um, if you're not in the body of Christ, if you're if you've forsaken the bride, um, and you're still looking to serve Jesus, the way that we serve Jesus is by serving the body. By serving the bride, yeah, you know we can. If if we if I if I serve your wife, I'm also serving you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I'm here to, if I'm helping, you know, if I if I do something to help Tony, if I'm there for her in a moment somewhere, mm. um, something like that, I'm also there for you. It's not just like, it's not one without the other. It's always both. Yeah. And so, um, if we're serving, if we want to serve Christ, we must also serve the church. Mm. Yeah. So, um. I think it's so important and it makes me so sad when, um, when people talk about, you know, I love Jesus. I just hate the church. Mm, and it's like, yeah. man, if, if, if you just found the right place, yeah, because yes, there's so much hurt and there's so much pain. Mm. Um, there's so many people that do awful things and I, and I hate every bit of it, but man, if you just like, I know, you know, I know my, our congregation, I know our our little sect of the body and gosh, it's so good. And I, I love it so much. Um, there are so many imperfect people, Yeah, but man, are they trying so hard to be like Jesus? You know, mm-hmm. are they, they're, they're just, they're just there to want to be more like Christ. And I love that so much, Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is like people who aren't, who don't have that, who have completely abandoned it, just, they don't get that. They won't, they won't, be able to receive that. Yeah. And it makes, it breaks my heart because there's so much good that comes from the body mm, that yeah. outweighs the bad. Yeah. Um, and I know, and, and any of anybody that's listening, I know that if, if the church has hurt you, it's not, it's not to say that that church hurt is okay. It's not to say that, that, yeah. you know, things that happened in the church, 
um, are okay and they sh- and then it's and it's okay that it happened. It's not okay, and it's mm-hmm. absolutely a hundred percent okay for you to not be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, completely abandoning the body because of that, mm-hmm. um, I just I know a hundred percent without a doubt that it's that that there's so much that you're missing. Um, and I just pray and I hope that, that you find a place Mm -hmm. that is good and healthy for you. Yeah. Just to throw a disclaimer out there. I don't think that we have a perfect church and I don't think Mm -hmm. that the only way somebody could be spiritually healthy is to come to our church. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that's the only way I believe there's so many churches out there for you. However, I do believe that there's something special about the church that we go to. And what do you think separates them from either other churches or just churches that don't do it right or well? Right. I I think that um I think that the culture that Pastor Jeremy has built um you know, obviously not himself 100%, but but the heart of the church from the start was always, and you know, our <laughs> the thing we always say, right, is mm-hmm. we want to make it simple for people to find and follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, and the the thing that's the thing that separates us from a lot of other churches is that we aren't like overtly spiritual. And you have a lot of people who grew up in the church and become this spiritual, you know, the spiritual person um, where you're just, you know, very spiritual all the time. Um, And I think, um, I think it was one of the other episodes you said this uh, is, you know, be being so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Right. Yeah. that is something that's resonated with me for a very long time. Um, and there's a lot of people like that. And there's a lot of churches that kind of breed that mm. even if they don't mean to, it just happens. Yeah, It's because of, you know, they get in this, they get in this mindset of, of just wanting to be spiritual and, and grow their faith so much that they forget that people, I, I feel like sometimes they did just forget that people that, don't know Jesus sometimes show up at their doorstep, Mm, you know, and, and you have this, you have this situation where you are always being spiritual and you're never focusing on what's really, you know, what's right here in front where people are hurting or people are, are, people are coming into their, into their churches. And, you know, like if, if I was, if I was somebody, you know, brand new to uh, Christian or just like walking in off the street where I'm just like, I need something, you know, I need to be able to, um, you know, God send me a sign, whatever it is, whatever, you know, whatever, wherever my mind is at the time. And I walk into this church where they're just, um, you know, they're doing their, they're doing the, the full spiritual thing on a, on a Sunday morning where, um, you have, you know, somebody just speaking in tongues and, and, um, just outwardly expressing the gifts of the spirit. I feel like sometimes those things can get the, those, those expressing the gifts of the spirit and, and not that they're bad at all. Expressing gifts of the spirit is so good. Um, and it's something that we should be doing. Um, but I think that on a Sunday morning when you have 
you know, people coming in from off the street or, or coming in for the first time and they don't know much about it, it can be very strange. Um, and, and I know that, uh, a long time ago, pastor, you know, pastor Jeremy always wanted to be like, um, spiritual, but not strange. Hmm. Um, and, and that, that, you know, that really resonated with me a lot because, um, I grew up in a church where it was, uh, well, grew up again, you know, in my, my family history wasn't that I like grew up in church much, but I really did. I mean, I, I went to church a lot in the church that I came up in, um, and that really got to know who Jesus was in, um, was, was very spiritual. It was, you know, you had those moments where somebody would, we would stop the service because somebody would start speaking in tongues and it would be, um, a tongues and interpretation. Mm. And so somebody would go off and, and they would start speaking, uh, in a different language and, um, and, ha- you know, in their heavenly language. And then somebody would then, uh, we would be quiet until somebody interpreted that into English and, you know, yeah. that they would say back what, what that really meant. <clears throat> and I, I always thought that was a little strange, but, um, but like somebody who comes in for the first time and, and granted, like if they're open, you know, if they're open-minded enough and they're really seeking, it, it may not affect them too much. But I think that the problem that a lot of churches have is they have this issue where they are just always spiritual all the time. It's just always on yeah. and they don't have, you know, they're, they're not, it, it's not as inviting to those that don't know who Jesus already is. Yeah. Um, and I feel like our, I feel like, you know, our, our church, or at least, you know, our fellowship in general, like I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of the churches in, in our fellowship in general, in, in AG, um, just loving on people in general, you know, just like bringing people into the fold in any way that they can and loving on people, um, so wholeheartedly. Um, but specifically like the way that we just do things at, at our church, you know, it just, it's so good because it's, it's not this, you know, show up and Hey, um, you're a sinner and you need to repent Mm. and then you can do these things. It's like, Hey, come here. Like we want to show you who Jesus is, Yeah, you know, and, and we understand it's this understanding of, of that Jesus is the one that the Holy Spirit is the only one that can make those changes that can change your heart. You know, we don't have the ability to do that. And so the way that, um, you know, the way that we do things at our churches is, is so, I think is so good. It's so unique. Something that I've just never been a part of before. Yeah. You know, um, walking in, walking into a church who is just, you know, not overtly like aggressive about yeah. uh, loving people. And I think mm-hmm. you talked about that on a previous episode too. It's just like, you know, you have a, you have people who come in and just like aggressively love people. Yeah. And then when they don't follow suit, they kind of back off and don't love them anymore, yeah. you know? And so <clears throat> being a part of a, a church who's, who's genuinely just loving people as they are when they walk through a door. Mm-hmm. And then inviting them to get to know who Jesus is, yeah, um, is so important because people are smart, man. Yeah. They really are. They they know better. Um, they have gotten smarter and smarter and smarter, yeah, uh, over time. And um, I know we were talking about this last night. You know, people over over the last, you know, several decades, where when we were more um, a, a more biblically proficient nation, um, it was easier for us to just walk into a church and kind of know what's going on. Yeah. But nowadays, sure. like, that just doesn't, it's not the case. People mm-hmm. don't know anything. They don't know anything about Jesus, but they know about people. Yeah. And they know when people are being genuine. Yep. And they know, um, you know, they, they know when people come up and they're they're just loving on people and they're they're genuinely wanting to 
see good things for them and not just wanting to change them to be more like them. You know, Mm, it's not a, it's not a, Hey, come in here, be a part of this so you can be like us. It's like, Hey, come in here. So, so you can see who Jesus is, you know? And just, I don't know, you know, when you asked, when you asked about, you know, kind of talk about our church and, and, and the difference between that. I just, when I think about, when I think about the ways that I've seen so many other churches, I mean, I've been to so many churches. I mean, it's, it's unreal. My, when I was younger, my aunt used to go, it was literally a different church every week. And I've traveled to many churches with doing performances for things for college. And I've just been to a lot of different places and seen a lot of different things. And just a Sunday morning when you walk in and it's just, how are you? Like, come on in as you are. Yeah. You don't, you know, you don't have to be a certain way. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to say the right things. You don't have to um, wear the right thing. It doesn't matter, you know, none mm-hmm. of that matters. What matters is that you're here and you and you have a, a heart open to receive from yeah. the Lord, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. A couple of things that come to mind as you were saying that reminds me of the verse that talks about if I spoke in tongues, if I was prophetic, if I was all these things, but I did it without loving people, yeah. I'm just a gong <clears throat> in the wind, yep. you know? Yeah. So I think that's a huge part of it. Another thing I know that you bring up a lot is being personable, how people in this day and age, more now than ever, they crave that. Mm-hmm. to be personable with somebody because they're yeah. just so used to their phone, the internet, TikTok, yeah. Facebook, all these things. Yeah. But when you are connecting with them yeah. genuinely, there's something that... Yeah, genuine relationship is so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, it's it's so different and you can tell the difference. Like, like I said, people are smart. They understand, you know, they, they get it. They know, they know the difference between somebody genuinely wanting to have a conversation with them for who they are Mm. and being a project. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I, I have a a friend who, who is very, you know, she's completely walked away from the church and, um, it's because of project, you know, like feeling like everything's a project and people yeah. are a project. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's like one of the big things that she talks about a lot is, you know, don't reach out to me because you want me to be a project. Yeah. Don't make me feel like I'm a project. Yeah. You know, wow. and, and I've, I've seen that a lot and, um, people, people know, like they, they want genuine connection. They want mm. to, they want to get to know people and they want people to know them. Yeah. You know, and with, with no ulterior motive. A thought that came to my head really quick is just how there are some people that have that achiever mindset of, mm. oh, we got that one. They're saved now. On mm. to the next person. We don't right. really care about right. them anymore. It's it's fine. Right. And I think that it's kind of the same, like, having a relationship with Christ. Like, do we say, oh, read my Bible today. I'm good. Right. I could right. check that off. I, I got it done. Right. When, in reality... He yearns for us to want that connection with him to be in his presence. Right. So for somebody that walks in the church, are we just saying, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. I got them saved. We're done now. Or is it, no, dude, I just want to be with them. I want to live life with them. I want to experience their hurt with them. I want to be with them in that hard spot. Well, and even if it's not that, even if it's like, you know, I don't have much in common with this person, Mm -hmm. it's not a... 
you know, I, I don't really, you know, we don't connect. We don't connect very well. It's not a thing where like, okay, well, well, I'll just leave. It's like, we don't connect very well, but I know somebody who does, yes. like who can, who will connect very well with this person. Yep. Let me bring you over to them because yeah. I know that you guys would get along well. Absolutely. I know that like that's a relationship that would work really well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, I mean, there's plenty of people and, and I'm, you know, generally I, I can build a decent relationship with pretty much anybody. Yeah. Um, but there's still people that like. I'll get into a conversation with and I just kind of stay in there uh, because I don't have much in common and I don't really, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Like, yeah. I, I love you and I, I love <laughs> yeah. that you love those things, but I have no idea what you're saying Yeah, and I don't know how to relate to this at all, Yeah, you know, but like, I'm like, hey, let me, hey, you come over here. Have you guys met? You know yeah. what I mean? Like being able to build connections with people, whether it be with you and another person or two other people together, mm-hmm. um, being able to, to genuinely build those connections and, and knowing who, you know, you don't want to just like pass. It's not like a passing off, yeah. but it's a, Hey, I know this person very well. Mm-hmm. And I know that you would love this person. Absolutely. You know? Um, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I think it's important to distinct that too, because it's, it's, it, it can be very dangerous in that moment even to just be, it, it would just be feel like a, like, I don't know anything. I don't get along. You know, we don't, we don't have much in common. So you can just go over there. Mm-hmm. It's, you want to make sure that you have somebody who, who really, who you know well enough that would, you know, that wouldn't also do the same thing. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know. That's. Absolutely. I think it's cool too, because I think it's all about opening yourself up to allowing God to bring people into your life. I mean, cause yeah. like, I don't think we've ever even talked about it, but even the first time that I met you, like I felt like there might've been that like awkward, like, Oh, am I going to get along with him? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if we're going to click well or not. Right. And then here we are now, like, right, right. you know, great friends. And it's like, wow. It's it, like, I just think that how different my life would be if I was closed-minded to that. If mm-hmm. the first interaction I had with you, I'm like, eh, not feeling it. Right. I'm not going to hang right. out with him. This church might not even be for me. I'm just going to go somewhere else, right. you know? So I think it's just about allowing God to work in that time, even when you feel like this isn't going to work out at right. all. Just allowing God to do the impossible or what you think might be impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. I think another thing that our church does very well too is the focus on emotional health. And that was the thing that really brought me in because somebody like me is just obsessed with emotional health as well. Mm. But a church that values that is something that I want to be a part of. And I think that that speaks volumes to the way that Jeremy preaches, the way that he leads people, the relationships in general, I, yeah. there's just so much that goes into it. Like yeah. you can't do life without being emotionally healthy or have a church that's spiritually healthy without right. being emotionally healthy as right. well. Right. Yeah. I've, I've never, I've just never been a part of a community, a part of a church community like this. Um, it's, it's, it, you know, when Jessica and I first, cause you know, Jessica knew past, you know, Jessica knew Jeremy when, when she was, cause she, he was her youth pastor. Yeah, and so you know, Jessica's known him for a long time, and then um, she was coming back to be the youth pastor when we first met. Um, she was moving back from Tennessee, and so when we first started talking, we sat down the very first time that we sat down together and started talking about um, our potential future relationship. Um, you know, we were sitting in Starbucks and we were just talking, and she was describing 
describing wind up family church, describing the church and describing mm-hmm. the things that they were doing. And back that, you know, back during that time we were doing something called, um, why can't I think of the name of it? Yeah. Weekend wind up. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Um, Week in Wyandotte. And so, you know, during that time, that that was like a huge part of, of what Wyandotte family was doing. Um, and it was it was just a week-long service to the community. Um, I mean, Monday through Friday, it was uh, it was every day there would be a service project. They would, they would take the students, and, and it was several churches that got involved. Um, and it was so cool because, like, in, in my mind, I had always been a part of churches that were— most churches that were inward focused, focused in mm-hmm. their congregation, what they're going to be doing here, how they can build their programs, how they can do the things, um, you know, and so, and that was like the complete opposite of everything that I've ever known as a church and something that I've craved in a church for a long time. And, mm-hmm. um, and just listening to her talk about the, the outward focus, the, the, the focus on the community, the people around you know, just loving people with no strings attached, mm-hmm. giving to the community with with no expectation of anything else, yeah, uh, and not anything in return, um, was just it was so good and so interesting, and I um, I had never you know been a part of anything like that, and so coming into that, just just seeing that walk, seeing seeing that walked out day in day out for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're not, you know, we're not as outwardly focused as we, as we once were. Um, and that's just because that's the vision where Pastor Jeremy feels like that's, that's where we need to be is more focusing on some of the things that we, t- we can do here, you know, in our congregation to build up, to be able to do more out. Yeah. The focus is still a hundred percent outside of the walls, but finding better ways for us to be more efficient to do those things, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah. um, yeah, I just, I just never, I've just never seen that anywhere else. I've never been a part of anything like that, and and I think it's just so good. And I think it's something that a lot of churches lack, um, just that genuine desire to pour out into the communities around them. Yeah, you know, mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing the mark completely there, but that's just you know. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I totally get it. I think, too, this is another thought that came to me, is being a part of a church that makes you uncomfortable in a good way, that pushes you out of your yes. comfort zone. Yes, That's probably a better way to say it. Yes. Because... No, I like the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a ch- if, if that pastor's talking about he's, he hits his wife and it makes you feel uncomfortable, <laughs> good, stay there. <laughs> no, but um, that's something that... It's such a weird thing with me because that's why I keep going to our church is because of how much it pushes me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And trust me, I complain a lot. And there's a <laughs> lot of Sundays I don't even want to go. Yeah. But I believe that's where God is working the yeah. most in my life. And just like being a part of the men's group with the pastor and all the other people involved has been enormous for me as well. And again, something that I really don't want to do, like ever sometimes and then they're like hey you guys ready to do this next year and i'm like crap no i don't want to do it again next year no 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 no. but then like deep in the back of my mind i'm like no i know i need to do it again yeah. because that's what pushes me out of my comfort zone right right and if nothing's pushing me out of my comfort zone or if that isn't nothing else will really yeah, yeah. so yeah definitely yeah. but yeah i think 
that should be like the premise of this episode is like finding out how we can serve a church yeah. and not looking to get something out of it. Right. Well, and that's, and that's the thing too, is like, it's naturally going to happen, right? You're, you're yeah. when you give, you're naturally going to receive. Yeah. If, if the body in a perfect, in a perfect church, the body is giving constantly. Mm, yeah. And it's also receiving constantly. Yeah. Because you can't have, I mean, what, I don't, I don't know who said it and I don't know who, I don't know, maybe Jessica knows, but I'm not, I don't know, who knows. Anyway, so if you can find, you know, people, oh, what was it? It was, um, I think it was in, I think it was in mar- in the, the marriage um, retreat. I think he was talking about, you know, show me a couple who outserves each other. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, show me a couple who outserves each other. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it was like something about show me a couple who outserves each other and I'll show you the healthiest marriage, yeah. you know, show you a healthy marriage. Absolutely. And, and I think that's exactly true for the church as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is a church who, you know, if you have members in the community in that church who serve each other well, mm-hmm naturally what's going to happen is as you're serving, someone else is going to be serving you. Yeah. You know, and so if you, if you have a healthy church that, that at least, you know, at least a good portion of the people there are serving again in a perfect church, if everybody's serving and everybody's doing something to serve each other, everybody is going to be receiving from each other. Yeah. And so it's always going to be a given, a natural give and take. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not something where you're going in and expecting, but it's going to naturally happen. Mm, you yeah. know, we give without expectation, but we always receive um, because that's just the way it works. That's the way that, that God has designed it to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's super good. Well, sweet, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on. And I just want to end this off by, I know you were saying a bunch of nice stuff about me in the middle of this episode, but uh, I want to finish it off by letting you know that, you know, you and Jessica have just made such a safe space in the life group where you allow people to share their hurts and grow. Mm. And you guys are always pouring into us and we're learning so much about God and Christ. And I just think it's such an amazing thing. And, you know, even though you guys may not fully see or know to the depths of how much that's contributed to my life and my spiritual and emotional and mental health is something that I can't even put to words. So yeah, I really appreciate you and uh, Jessica for everything that you guys do. So yeah, you guys are awesome. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being on here, man. No, thanks thanks for having me, man. It's yeah, been great. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, let's go. Thanks. <laughs> is, <laughs> or is there any last words that you wanted to share to people? <sighs> Bippity bop. That's all I got. Bippity bop. Let's Bippity go. Bop. <laughs> Don't know why I said that at all, but I said it. <laughs> and now and that's what we're going with. It's going to go down And it's immortalized. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This conversation that I had with Michael was so awesome, and him and I have a lot of these conversations every time we hang out, but it was so cool to finally get it on camera and record it for everybody to listen to. You guys really got to hear Michael's heart, just how deep he loves the church, Christ, his wife, everything in between. You could tell that he's just such an amazing, wholehearted person. If anybody is curious about the books that we are talking about in this episode, I am linking them into the description. So if you are curious about reading them, we always want to help people here to 
grow, heal, and come closer to Jesus more and more each and every time. So I'm going to have some links to those in the description, so go and check those out because those are a great read. Thank you again for joining us this week, and until next time, thank you for joining us on the road to reconstruction. Thank you.